Fans are asking for unbiased Cardinal talk in the comments. Ask and you shall receive. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your programming. Johnny hey, Marble, Bullock. What's up? Flying Thunder God. We're allowed to be hella late. <laughs> it's not my internet. I can tell you that. Look, it was it was Jock Lindell. He was holding court with PHNX Suns. I highly recommend you check out that episode if you missed out on it. Saul and Lindsay were talking about all the drama surrounding the Phoenix Suns. It's been a banner in what twenty four hours for PHNX Sports. A great content. It continues yeah. here with PHNX Cardinals. We appreciate everybody hanging out as we are late. Absolutely, but uh, I'll be ten minutes for Jock Lindell. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah! Anytime, yeah, any day of the week. No doubt about it. And then to talk about our new friend uh, of the program. We saw it. Somebody jumped in the uh, replies of PH Next Cardinals on Twitter saying it's confirmed now that Buda Baker is a friend of the program, Johnny. Well, I don't know if we're going to go that far. <laughs> enemy? Um, you know, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I don't know. I, I don't know how that goes. But anyway, <laughs> this is the second time that old Buda has responded to a tweet from me or a post on social from you. and so. Let's give a little context, Bull Brock. So um, this this went up uh, yesterday-ish. Yes. Um, and we talked about Buddha talking about feeling like he doesn't get the respect, feels like they don't respect me. And so it's like anything a Buddha post right now, we just are going to take it as an indirect or direct shot at the Arizona Cardinals. So what happened next, Bull Brock, is, is you posted on our PHNX Cardinals Instagram page um, a recap of that of, of some kind. Yeah. Right. So we posted basically what Buddha put up on his story is kind of this cryptic message of how you feel. And he's feeling like they disrespect me. And then when we posted that at PHNX Cardinals on Instagram, Buddha, I woke up to him replying to it. And this is what he yeah. said at Buddha Baker three. Uh, that's how I train. Like nobody respects me. Imagine being on your last set and you are dog tired and your body's telling you to quit they don't respect me. The rage gets me going. My mind is telling me to get that shit up. And then he gave the old peace emoji. That's right. So uh, Buddha Baker in response to our post on PHNX underscore Cardinals on Instagram. So a little context, as the kids call it, some would call it cap. Uh, I don't know. Are you buying this? We deleted it too. Um, So that's we're two for two with responses and we're two for two with deletes. He once responded to me, kind of shitting on Vance Joseph on Twitter <laughs> and and then he deleted it right and 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 then Vance Joseph wasn't the head coach of the Cardinals we're very we're very fortunate for that but this one's a little, I mean like I don't I didn't see any issue with what he tweeted I thought no. or, or responded on Instagram I thought it was great um somebody must have tagged him or maybe he searches himself on Instagram some people do that on Twitter um but he found the the topic and I I would assume that you know maybe feels like you know, these guys, they know what they're talking about. Let me just provide a little clarity, a little levity. I did not know until before the show that he had deleted it. And I I, I don't think it matters much, but I think it's I think it gives really good context of like he's just probably this is how he trains every offseason. He just trains like a mad dog, getting ready for the year. He trains about, you know, pushing people and and not being respected just universally. And if that's the case, that's really good for the Cardinals. Like he's probably still upset with the Cardinals, but 
Training to play this fall is better than not training to play and, and to prove the doubters wrong. What better way to do it if your boot is like, okay, you don't want to give me more money. I'm going to go like the old school approach. I'm going to go prove it on the field. That's kind of how I took it, Bo. Right. I, I think that th- maybe it was a, a misstep as far as negotiations go. Maybe that's why it's down, right? Maybe whoever's yeah. representing him here. And there, it's a little murky as far as who his representation is these days. Because, yeah. you know, shortly after the trade request became – public knowledge uh his representation as far as on his profiles is no longer his previous agency so i'd be curious to hear you know who's representing him and who's who's maybe leading him through this uh at post trade requests and, and what's going on as far as conversations between buda baker and the cardinals organization now monty Austinfort said around the draft time that He's not going to talk about it in the public forums at all, but it's it's much like DeAndre Hopkins where, you know, we there's the reports and then there's, you know, we're just going to operate business as usual and not really comment on that. But as far as this, it's Buda Baker's kind of first real, I guess, quote that we've seen from him after the trade request. I know he said that, I love you, Red Sea. I love you, Cardinals fans. You know, I'm paraphrasing after the trade request became public. But, you know, this is him basically. I, I thought if you're a Cardinals fan, it's like, yeah, he is just kind of putting in the work. He's just operating business as usual. And then he'll figure out, you know, what the logistics of this are, what where he's going to be playing along the way. But he's not going to let that get in the way of him becoming the best player he could possibly be. Yeah, I again, like I was relieved when I saw that. I'm like, awesome. Like he's just, I'm, I'm not taking a shot at anybody. Like if you wanted that to be a shot at the Cardinals, he just wouldn't have responded. You just throw that into the ether and let people run with it. Let us run with it. Other people in the media run with it and say, oh, Buddha's upset still. Haven't forgotten about Buddha. He's got abs on his back. He's working out like a madman. (laughs) He's he's not appreciative of the Cardinals. But the clarity, can we see the the quote one more time, producer Shane? It's like, he's just basically, this is his mindset. That's how I train. Like, nobody respects me, right? Imagine being on your last set and your dog tired. Your body is telling you to quit. They don't respect me. And and I I love that clarity because I read yeah. that as a Cardinal fan. It's just like as um, Kyle in chat says, it's Buddha's not going anywhere. I I think Buddha probably has come to grips with, hey man, D Hop's not getting traded. He's here. I, I I'm not getting traded for a ham sandwich. I'm gonna play with the Cardinals this year. I'm gonna have a career year, and I'm gonna make them pay me or or make them release me, and somebody else is gonna pay me. Yeah. And I and I think that's a great idea for Buda Baker. And I think that that was always the logical path, assuming that he does this for him to get one more big payday. Because I I even think Bo, he enters the free agent market at 28 coming off an all pro season for not a great team, right? Let's say the Cardinals aren't good, but he elevates them. He's going to make a ton of money. Somebody's going to pay him the bag if the Cardinals don't, right? Yeah. I mean, if Jesse Bates got, you know, the Brinks truck backed up to him, you absolutely would. And he'll continue to be in the conversation as one of the top safeties in the league. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really fascinating. And as far as just how he approaches things and, and maybe the realization, like that this team is rebuilding, but they're not in the business of just giving away talent. That's right. why DeAndre Hopkins is still on this roster. Like you can make the case like, hey, they didn't retain guys that were due to be paid and sign up to pay Zach Allen 15 plus million dollars a year. What people thought they could have matched as far as Byron Murphy Jr. They let those guys walk from, you know, guys that were drafted by the previous regime and with the idea of putting, you know, those future cap dollars elsewhere. 
uh, to the rebuild, rebuild and bringing in their players. But as far as like just giving away players to rid themselves of contracts, they're not going to do that. Monty Osford has proven that already. Like he is, he's kind of um, stubborn as far as a stubborn negotiator. I mean, just look at what he did with the third overall pick. He held out to the very, like the final seconds until he had to move that pick or make it. And he maximized that deal. And he would do the same, I think, with any of his players, anything that he deems as an asset going forward. And Buda Baker absolutely is that. He's an asset in two senses. One, on your team, he's a leader. He's one of your best players. Or two, he's a guy that you could you could potentially deal for future assets. So yeah, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't think that they're in the business of just giving Buda Baker away. And I think he realizes that. He, he understands that they respect him that much, right? They're like... I know he's sick of losing. I know he doesn't want to go through a rebuild, but he has to. Under, I'm sure he understands the business side of this that they're not just going to give away one of their most talented players for pennies on the dollar. I feel like the the closer we get to the season, we're going to have two deadlines to keep in mind, and the first of which is: does somebody go down in training camp, either a wide receiver or safety, for a contender that immediately calls the Cardinals and they have to overpay? Because you've given an expectation. If you're Buffalo, if you're Kansas City, if Kansas City loses Kadarius Tony, if you're, you know, Philadelphia, somebody like that that has expectations, that's an all-in mode, and they call and they say, What what do we need to do? We got to get Buda Baker. We got to get DeAndre Hopkins. And I and I double that down at the trade deadline. Maybe a team feels like this is our year to win it. We've got a quarterback on a rookie deal. This is the last year before so and so gets paid. Is it the Von Miller 2.0 deal where Von Miller, I think, went with for like two twos or at least a second plus? And, you know, so I, I think the Cardinals and Monty Austin Ford, with, with respect to Buda Baker, have played this really well. The Hopkins thing, you could say maybe they should have been like, no, we're not trading him and made somebody overpay. But I do feel like, like it would not surprise me if a team traded a, a late first round pick for Buda Baker during the season. I don't think that's realistic for DeAndre Hopkins. I think more more in line with his second, depending on how he's playing. Buda Baker, though, still 27. I know it's the safety position. I think you could get a first for Buda Baker during the year, assuming you wanted to take that deal. I, I don't think that's off the table. Whereas, I mean, read Albert Breer and company in, in late April, people are saying, oh, a third and a fourth. It's just like, no, that's ridiculous. That's right. absolutely ridiculous. Right. Yeah. I mean, are you going to be able to recoup? Or are you going to be able to match value of what you get already? A, a very, you know, I, you know, I would say at this point, as the years have gone on, as safety top safety salaries have gone up, it's yeah. it's a very reasonable deal for obviously what you get from Buda Baker on the playing field. Uh, let's see. Everybody's obviously crushing in the chat. What do we got? Yeah. Uh, let's let's go with. Uh, Flying Thunder God makes Jalen Blair. Buddha, okay. as far as Buddha ain't making no all pro team on this defense that's reserved for top 10 players. But look, I, I don't think Jonathan Gannon doesn't care, you know, if you're all pro, if you're pro bowl safety, uh, if you're productive, if you're helping this team, you know, get off the field, maybe make plays in this defense. That's all they care about. Uh, they don't I, care about you getting that all pro. This, I'll push back on that. Adrian Wilson was really good for a lot of bad teams, and I think it's a big reason why he probably is never going to get in the Hall of Fame because he played in the same era with like Tro- Troy Polamalu, who was on yeah. contenders. Had Adrian Wilson not been on teams that were fledgling in Arizona, 
maybe he's thought of as a fringe Hall of Fame player, but he's never going to sniff that because yeah. those defenses weren't very good. But the Ada was good. He was going to Pro Bowl. So I, I push back on that. I think even if the Cardinals are, let's just call them lackluster defensively this year, you're telling me Buda Baker can't have a robust statistical line of 80-plus tackles, takeaways, interceptions, tackle for law. Of course he can. He's impacted games before. So I, I don't think just because – like. It, just because they can't rush the passer right now or stop the run, that doesn't hamper. But Buda Baker is going to go out and do his thing. And, and the tape and the evidence is there. And that's where, like, all these analytics play a part. Is like yeah. you could prop up Buda Baker and say, hey, look what he's doing with this Cardinal defense. Imagine if we took Buda and we put him here on a contender and they gave up a first-round pick. Just just look at what JG and that defense was able to do uh, for Gardner Johnson last year. He comes over yeah. from the Saints. His career high previous to that for picks was three, which I think yeah. is the same as Buda Baker, and he hauls down six interceptions last year. Yeah. Now, a lot helped with the path, pass rush, right? But Jonathan Gannon's going to be able to put Buda Baker probably in the best position of his career to finally start taking the football away. You know, I think that's the one thing, and, and I've said it and maintained it, that's the one thing really missing from his game. Obviously, he's a torpedo out there, and he's, he's running down ball carriers that you don't even think he's in the play for, and like that's, yeah. that's his superpower. But if he be, is able to kind of start taking the ball away at a higher clip, his, he, he gets himself back into that conversation with the top safeties in the league. Um, more of these chats out here. Gary uh, Coker up there saying Monty is shrewd. Give away Buda Baker. He's not giving away Buda Baker for nothing. Absolutely. Uh, Agent 47 between first round pick and pay $20 million to a safety. Uh, I believe he says, I will go with the first round pick. Look, I mean, if that offer was on the table, I think Monty would absolutely probably think about and consider pulling the trigger on that. Um, but look, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Yeah. What are the odds that they finish the 2023 season and the following players are still on the team? Give me your odds for this. Okay. Buda Baker, DeAndre Hopkins, Isaiah Simmons, Zach Ertz. Give me, give me the odds that all four of those players or at least one of those players is dealt. You you want I, me to the the parlay on that? You want the you want the D Hop Ertz Buda Baker? Give me the odd Isaiah that one Simmons of those parlay. Dealt. I didn't ask. I didn't ask that question well enough. Okay. What are the chances that at least one of those players is gone at the end of? The oh, year? extremely high. Extremely so? high. I mean, this is okay. this is a, they're churning this roster, and you know, I think that uh, especially. Is, unless they become an upstart team and surprise everybody in against a tough start to their season schedule, win some games like by the trade deadline, unless like they completely just change the narrative around the squad and players are playing above their heads and out of their ass. Like I don't think there's really any chance that 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 doesn't happen, right? And yeah. I think that those players are always would be players that would be coveted by contending teams. Like they can come in and Monty Austinfort can turn them into assets that that he can then turn into draft picks in the 2024 draft. Uh, two thumbs up to that response, Bo Brock. And I love this from Brett Jones, plus 800 um, that, that, <laughs> that that happened, that all of them are on the team. I'm throwing I agree five bucks on that part. I'm 100%. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, listen, we talked to our guy Jordan Schultz from the score in yeah. January. I thought, I mean, like, I did not think there was a reality we'd be sitting here in May and Diop would be on the team. I just, yeah. well, first of all, I thought other teams would be smarter. That was on me that nobody wanted to trade a third for DeAndre Hopkins or a second and a fourth or whatever it was. But 
Interesting, man. Cardinals, and that's like the, the hard. Is, is it like the BetMGM fire sale uh, parlay? You can get yeah. all if you hit all four of those legs, you're a big fat winner. They they do have some fun stuff during the season that we'll have to check out. Now we get closer, just like their draft props were great. Like we'll get closer to the season. It's like who does he finish the team with or the season with and trade deadline, um, you know, props and that kind of thing. But in the meantime, there's there's still a ton of good stuff to do with our friends at BetMGM because you're you're calling your shot right now. We've teamed up with BetMGM this season, coming this fall, every single Sunday, BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium to make all of our picks. And we've got some special offers for the listeners every single week. So every Saturday and Wednesday with our friends at BetMGM, you can claim your bonus bet. You know what a bonus bet is? It's a bet bonused up. Check it out. Fans are automatically going to receive a bonus bet upon logging into their account with our friends at BetMGM. Now, the bet does expire after roughly 72 hours, so don't wait. you got to use it. There's plenty of stuff to, to wager on. NBA postseason, you know, PGA golf's in full swing, MLB action, um, and then, you know, we got football right around the corner, but bonus bets can literally be used on any sports wager. So that's great. What was also great, how about our PHNX Suns away watch parties presented by Neutral was a fantastic opportunity for us. Hopefully we get to run it back next year in route to what the Nuggets and the Lakers are attempting to do, and that's the NBA Finals. But uh, something that we know definitively is going now, it's the first Friday of every month, May through August. We've got the Knockout Nights Cornhole League, which is a lot of fun, free fa- um, specials, giveaways, BetMGM prizes, um, tons of good stuff. If you haven't signed up with our friends at BetMGM yet, um, use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but specifically for our Arizona people because, you know, after last night with the Coyotes, I, I'm trying to help help get the spirits up here. So you're going to get a free, uh, excuse me, you're going to get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM, but you got to use the bonus code PHNX. And now you got to check out the show notes to hear producer Shane Gambling Aficionado talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. There were a lot of tears and beers last night at the Four Peaks uh, tasting room there in Ooh. Tempe, kind of the uh, just uh, on the border of Tempe and Chandler, kind of by the Arizona Cardinals facility out there. Uh, hopefully the people made their ways to the Four Peaks 8th Street location as well, maybe got some grub and continue to maybe drown their sorrows in some great Four Peaks beer. But our friends over at PHNX Coyotes have done a great job and as far as Making people feel a little bit more comfortable after the brutal results from the vote yesterday. And Four Peaks is also a big part of that. If you're if you're looking to follow some some great, uh, I guess, accounts on social media, you got to do Four Peaks because they've got great events going on always. They've got like they just did their teacher appreciation. You don't want to miss out on that. And you also don't want to miss out on their Four Peaks four seats. It's the lucky winner who's going to get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Tickets with D-Bucks where you can grab some food with those D-Bucks ice cold wow wheat of course you can put your d-bucks towards that or a hop knot and it'll win at four peaks brew on instagram there's a link in their bio that's how you can sign up 
win four tickets to watch Arizona Diamondbacks play some great baseball and uh, drink some great beer as it goes with Four Peaks. Of course, you got the Kilt Lifter. They got the Kilt Lifter bourbon barrel aged, which is so smooth. You got to check out yeah. all their bourbon uh, barrel aged beer out there at Four Peaks. Um, and also follow them on uh, Twitter as well, at Four Peaks Brew. Got to be 21 years or older, and you got to enjoy it responsibly. But Four Peaks, we love our partnership. It's unbelievable. They've been around the Valley for 25 years. They do have a location in Tempe, and it's not just going to continue to be a uh, junkyard. It's great. A, la- a landfill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tempe, come on. Get it together. You be- Four Peaks is there. Let's 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 make some magic happen with the Coyotes. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out the show from earlier today with, with Leah, Petey, and Craig, go check that out. Uh, much, much smarter people than any of us as it relates to that situation. The smartest people uh, in the NHL landscape as it relates to uh, what's going on with the Coyotes. What's going on with the Cardinals offensive line? I think – we will continue our review of the Arizona Cardinals offseason depth chart predictions. If you remember on the show yesterday, we predicted the front seven or six for the Arizona Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon. But, Bo, now we turn our attention to some other big heavies on the offensive side. And I, I'm going to go on record right now. I think this is the best collection of offensive line talent that the Cardinals have had in maybe half a decade. Now, I might be singing a different tune at the end of the year, but I – of all the units on this team, and they got some some sorry units, this mm-hmm. is one where it's like, this this deserves some love. They could surprise, especially with their tackles, who are experienced and talented. Yeah, they, they certainly have, uh, I, guess, I guess, numbers is their strength there. I, I don't know. It's more quantity over quality. Uh, I'll push back. I mean, obviously a decade. You, you look at Jared Valdir holding down the left tackle spot, Mike Iapati yeah. at the guard spot, and then you had uh, Lyle Sendeline, one of the more consistent centers in recent history for the Arizona Cardinals. But And, and center is, is probably the biggest question mark as far as this offensive line goes, Johnny, because you've got experience, as you mentioned, that tackle, and I think you've got enough experience at guard and some up-and-comers that would intrigue you or get you excited, especially if you incorporate first-round pick Paris Johnson Jr. in that conversation, but center is the one position where like, okay, you've got like one and a half options that you can say, okay, if one of them pans out, great. But if one of them doesn't, this is going to be a disaster and it's going to be another hole at that position for a second consecutive year where they expected, you know, Rodney Hudson to not retire, hold that spot down. He couldn't do it. Couldn't be healthy at all. And then they had kind of like Sean Harlow slash Billy Price. And it was just a mess of the position for the 2022 season and a big reason why they had very little success on the offensive side of the football. So when you look at this, you know, I think centers, let's take a look at the centers that they options that they have, Johnny, as we start to make our predictions. Well, Yeldel Frodeholt, who comes over from the Cleveland Browns, kind of follows Drew Petzing, who was the quarterback's coach there in Cleveland last year. And then you got the rookie versatile offensive lineman that the Cardinals took in the fourth round out of UCLA, John Gaines the second. City Smith, he worked out there a little bit last year during his rookie season. And then Hayden Howerton, he comes over, hasn't he's been in the league, but he hasn't seen any snaps at this level. Kind of another versatile offensive lineman. Those are your four options for this position. And I think that this is is by far, you know, the biggest question mark uh going into this season, going into training camp. Yeah, and it's probably on paper. I mean, you show that group to the casual NFL fan, they don't they're not gonna know any of those players now. Lacita Smith, an actual friend of the program, is somebody that easy to root for. Was a hard knocks darling last year. Had played a, a pivotal role in the the lone, I think one of the lone road wins of the year at the LA Rams, and and did his job against Aaron Donald and company. So 
Um, I'm anxious to see him. Um, John Gaines, though, is the guy I've got my eye on. Somebody that, again, early fourth-round pick, super athletic, collegiate starter for, I think, four years at UCLA. His athleticism is off the charts, but he's also got positional flexibility, as we're going to talk about here with the guards in a second. But Froldholt's going to get the benefit of the doubt because of yeah. his familiarity with Drew Petsy and the offense that they're going to run. He was in Cleveland last year. So, okay, Mr. Froldholt, hold it down. This is really his one opportunity to become a starter for 17 games and maybe parlay it into a, another contract, a, a two- or three-year deal. We'll have to wait and see because he's he's bounced around some teams. He's been presumably a backup his entire career. This is a unit, though, that I would say is the most fluid of all of the positions. I feel like everything else you could pencil in, like best-case scenario, here's what this is going to happen. It's like if any of these guys are starting by Halloween, maybe not the last of um, of that group, but – the, the top three guys, Frold, Holt, Gaines, or Lasita Smith, like I would not be surprised. I don't know if that's a good place to be because you want continuity, but if we're sitting here in May and of 2024 and the Cardinals just took a center high, I will not be surprised. I feel no. like, I feel like in my opinion, they could have used an early, early center prospect. But if Jonathan Gaines comes out of the woodwork and, and becomes that player, that's awesome. I just thought the talent was there to, to pluck one early in, on day two of the NFL draft. Rafa 30 in the chat saying right now, Frode Holt is the center with Lasitas as the backup. I mean, we'll see. You know, Gaines was was making some snaps uh, in, in rookie minicamp, but it might have been just out of necessity to have somebody snap the football in that uh, small group of rookies that were, you know, from the nine-person draft class in the uh, – 10 that they had unsigned and a couple invitees there. So, and, and John, Jonathan Gannon said after, you know, rookie minicamp that they want to really capitalize on the versatility from Gaines, mm-hmm. who can play all three, you know, offensive line positions, tackle, center, and guard. So let's take a look at the guard options here before we unveil. We'll do guards and tackles before we unveil what we predict as the starting offensive line for the Cardinals. So guards, and we're going to include the first-round pick, sixth overall selection, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. He actually started most of the season in 2021 for the Buckeyes at right guard. You got Will Hernandez, who started at right guard for the Cardinals for the bulk of last season. He did have that pec injury, missed some time. Lucia Smith, as you mentioned, did a great job against Aaron Donald and the Rams. Last season, Marquise Hayes, we were robbed of seeing Marquise Hayes, the Oklahoma second-year player who uh, had a knee injury right before the start of the season. John Gaines, as we mentioned, versatile. Elijah Wilkinson, free agent ad. Uh, Simmons, who was on the practice squad last year for the Cardinals. And Dennis Daly, who played yeah. tackle for the Titans last year. But I think uh, if the, one, th- I'll tell you this about Dennis Daly. I saw his name trending like a week ago. Uh, my God, it, just a house of horrors it was when I clicked on his name. It was basically the Tennessee Titans just celebrating that he's no longer a member of their organization. That's too bad. It was addition by subtraction. He played the tackle position, though, for the Titans last year. We'll see if the Cardinals view him as more of a versatile offensive lineman. I think they view him as a backup and I yeah. think they view him as a non-starter and that's what he should be for the Cardinal. This is keep him away. If he wants to be on, you know, the team and, and practice with the team. Awesome. Dress him on game days. Keep him away from the, the starting lineup. Um, I, I like that group. It's fine. Will Hernandez. I am surprised that he got a two-year deal. Now it's a minimal two-year deal, but I, I go back to what did, what did Will Hernandez do that a lot of other people didn't do? And this isn't the end all be all, but he was at Jonathan Gannon's opening press conference, went up, introduced himself, basically said, like, I want to be here. 
And, you know, Austin Ford, I'm sure, watched the tape last year and saw a guy who was probably playing his best career football before going down and one of the few constants. So I like Will Hernandez short term with the opportunity to upgrade at some point. If he can stay healthy with Kelvin Beecham on that right side, that's about as stable of a unit as you can get where given where the cards are at minimal money, but those guys are not going to embarrass themselves. It's the other side of the offensive line and the center that I'm a little bit more concerned about because I, I mean, you could flip a coin and have about six different options, good and bad at left guard opening weekend. (laughs) Pickens breads. His, his insight on this, he's just not used to a hatless Johnny. I, Johnny can we get I a apologize. slide profile real fast? No, we're not going to do that. Come on, let me no. see. Let me see the Somebody right said I, I cut my hair with Manscaped. I you look fantastic. Did you get Thanks, the lawnmower out? I got the lawnmower <laughs> 4.0 and just did it myself. No, that is uh, a man by the name of up. a man by the name of Hercules cuts my hair here in Maricopa. He's a gem, um, and uh, <laughs> one of the. One of the few benefits of living in this town is my barber, pretty solid. Pretty You're going to miss him. You're going to miss him whenever you move out of Maricopa. Uh, let's continue this conversation. I'll just say this real quick. Hernandez, I love this nasty streak. I know sometimes it's to a fault, and sometimes he gets himself in trouble. He gets flagged up. Uh, did yeah. he get tossed from one, a game last year? Yeah, I love it. I'm all, uh, I'm all about that. When you got a quarterback like Kyler Murray, you got to have kind of an enforcer out there. Somebody's going to yeah. put their nose in any scrum and make sure everybody's getting protected, even to a fault. I'll take that. And I thought yeah, he did have a bit of a resurgence and he endeared himself to this, this community. He, he kind of grew up close to here. Isn't he from Nevada originally? Yeah. Uh, he, he's obviously got a, a, a connection to the Hispanic community and you just, you, you just love to see it. And he suffered the peck injury and tried to get back as quick as possible in a lost season. So you have to appreciate all that when it comes to Will Hernandez, one last look at the tackles before we unveil our uh, starting offensive line here for the Cardinals. Of course, you got the uh, old steady there, Calvin Beecham, only offensive lineman to play all 17 games last year. DJ Humphreys, we'll see what his status is coming back from a back injury. Josh Jones, who filled in for DJ uh, down the stretch there. Dennis Daly, as we mentioned, a four-letter word for Titans fans. Julian Davenport, and then you've got uh, that's a, and then Paris Johnson Jr. in the equation here as far as who could potentially start a tackle for the Cardinals. But it's a conversation, I think, that comes down to maybe four guys, Hump, Beach, Jones, and Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, Deepest unit on the team. It's got to be up there. I mean, we've seen Josh Jones not embarrass himself at tackle. When DJ Humphreys is right, he's a really good player. Beecham has probably been the most steady offensive lineman they've had in two years. And Paris Johnson Jr., I believe, has all pro upside. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with this unit. I did not think in the height of their rebuild, they would have a deep tackle group, but that's where we're at. I'd love to see that they're prioritizing this group. So, um, you know, is it the last year for Humphreys? Is it the last year for Josh Jones? I think this unit's going to look very different next year, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about, it's all about Paris Johnson jr. And as you'll see in my prediction here, I, I do not want to play Paris Johnson Jr. outside of of tackle. I wow. um, I think that the mindset should be, especially early on when Kyler Murray's not there, is we're going to take if we're starting Colt McCoy or whomever, we need to take lumps as an offense. I'm going to let Paris Johnson Jr. sink or swim at tackle. I think that's the right decision. I'm going to explain that more. But love this depth and uh, kudos to Austin Ford for for giving himself some options here as they open training camp. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you want to get into it? You want to tell a good friend, our good friends about, uh, about pins and aces? I, 
Pins and aces, you know how I feel about them. Peacocking, as I refer to my <laughs> polo that I am in love with, the quality. It's, you know, we've got PHNX merchandise, very high quality. So if we're talking about some other gear, you know it's of high quality. And that's what you get with our friends at Pins and Aces. It's the official golf provider of PHNX and All City. You see our friends at DMVR, CHGO, rocking the gear. Perfect time to go out now. Hit the links with our friends at Pins and Aces. They've got hats, polos, golf bags. They've even got this beer sleeve it's this product that you can store i think like seven beers right inside your golf bag and it keeps your drinks cold the entire round and i'm going to tell you right now you can go and check that out and purchase that with the promo code phnx you're going to receive 15 percent off both your first order with free shipping at pinsandaces.com again pinsandaces.com check out their gear constantly restock and reloading their items because they go quick right you got to use the promo code uh, PHNX to get 15% off and free shipping. And oh, by the way, you get your gear. Come out to Dobson Ranch on May 26th. Love our friends at Dobson Ranch. Perfect superpowers coming together. Dobson, Pins and Aces, keeping it 100 golf tournament. Again, that's May 26th. Pins and Aces is going to be there. Pins and Aces polo. That's worth the oh, price of admission right there. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. You will not want to miss this right now. Keeping it 100 Love our friends at Pins and Aces. Check them out at pinsandaces.com. Speaking of haircuts, our guy Spencer's got a legendary haircut. Just a top-tier elite mullet he's going to have on full display at the golf tournament. Can't wait for it. If you're going to hit the links, can't do it without some nice shades. Shady Rays is going to hook you up with the top deal of the season. If you use the code PHNX, you get 50% off two or more pairs polarized premium sunglasses i've got some shady rays just purchased some for myself my son nice. my wife we are shady rays family it's official Good. just as we confirmed buddha baker's a friend of the program we are shady rays family you should be as well you got to check out everything that they've got uh going on that's going to keep your eyes in working condition this entire summer of course the sun's going to be bearing down on you and we got the exclusive deal for our listeners our viewers shady rays giving out the best deal go to shadyrays.com use the code phnx get 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by two hundred fifty thousand people it's unbelievable um, check them out shadyrays.com so i have my shady rays that i love and i have some name brand other name brand sunglasses and my wife's like these are way better way yep. better they make your face not look like improportionate which is like a backhanded <laughs> compliment but maybe shady rays can do that for you uh super chat 999 thank you so much topic 64 friend of the program buddha is a beast but we will never talk about the other guy over 100 tackles just like buddha eight pass breakups and a pick buddha not the only safety we got and i think that's their mindset jalen thompson much more reasonable contract that they signed last offseason. I think that if you have Jalen Thompson, maybe a future rookie, a little bit more cost uh, prohibitive, cost efficient for this franchise, Bo. Yeah. And also topic 64, correcting you as far as the uh, <laughs> pronunciation of our golf tournament. What did I Keeping say? Keeping it 100. 100. Yeah. Keeping it 100. Keeping it 100. <laughs> 100. <laughs> Keeping it 100. Hey kids, come out! We'll be keeping, keeping it, it one hundred. We're all going to yeah. be keeping it one hundred. <laughs> you guys are the absolute worst. Hey, keep it, keep it a buck, brother. <laughs> Gotta put some soul on it, brother. Topic hey sixty-four. Thank you for the four ninety-nine super chat and the lesson for my co-host. Oh man, uh, hilarious! I never know when to take those risks because then I feel like if I take that risk and I say it a certain way, 
and it's not the correct vernacular, then we're we're too off the reservation when yeah. that gets clipped. So I I like to keep it safe, um, but keeping it a hundred is uh is good is good for me. That's good. <laughs> uh, fishbowl right. flash. We'll, we'll answer this question after we unveil our or reveal our offensive lines. Any chance of yeah. picking up a veteran RB on a prove it deal? And we're getting closer yes. to June first. We'll see some uh, some activity once the calendar flips to the next month, June. Uh, obviously the contracts for 2023 start to change a little bit as, as far as they go towards the cap. Uh, but let's, let's take a look at my starting offensive line here. Uh, we broke it down for you centers, guards, tackles. And I came to the conclusion that I believe it's going to look like this DJ Humphreys, of course, at his left tackle spot. If it's, if DJ can't go, I still think that they probably go in favor of a vet like Josh Jones. He'll be your swing tackle. Kelvin Beecham's your right tackle. I've got Yelda Froholt holding things down at center. Paris Johnson Jr. makes his way in the starting lineup at a position that he played at a, for a high clip of snaps at Ohio State in 2021 and played very well for the Buckeyes. At right guard, Will Hernandez, you're saying, well, he played right guard last year. Why wouldn't he just come back and play right guard again? He's actually played more career snaps at left guard in his career, nearly 2,000 snaps at left guard in his career. I think that you can maybe ask the vet to play on a different side of the line than the rookie right away. And, you know, just looking at Paris Johnson Jr., I know you can only take a few things from rookie minicamp, but he was kind of getting down in maybe a right guard stance more than opposed to a left guard stance. So I think he might be preparing even uh, for the right guard position. So that's my starting lineup. Hump at left tackle, Hernandez at left guard, Yelda Froholt at center, Paris Johnson Jr., PJ Squared at guard, and then Kelvin Beecham, Benjamin at, or Beecham at right tackle. Maybe Kelvin Benjamin if he's <laughs> not staying away from the snacks still. Oh, geez. Low blow. Uh, that's the very safe approach, and yeah, I'm not surprised. Oh, wow. You're a safe guy. Why you just spit in my face by calling you're, it safe? You're, you're a safe guy. <laughs> you just button up your shirt, put your shoes on one, one shoe at a time. Um, we all know that training camp, doesn't always go as you'd like it. There are injuries. There are there are people who perform over expectations. So while I I think that you have a lot of rationale here in early May saying, oh, this is what the offensive line is going to look like in September. It is incorrect, though. Here is the correct one. My prediction for the offensive line, Paris Johnson Jr. is starting to left tackle. He's never given that job back. Sorry, DJ. DJ's got a bad back. DJ's been hurt for the last calendar year plus. DJ has no allegiance and vice versa to the front office and this coaching staff. I love DJ Humphreys. Put him in all the promotional videos, whatever. He's going to be paid regardless. But they pushed all of his guaranteed money to this year. Why? So they could get rid of him. They actively signed Kelvin Beecham to a two-year contract. So uh, presumably he's going to be on the team at least through this year, probably next year. So then what does that leave for the right guard position? If Paris Johnson Jr. is starting at left tackle, what about Jonathan Gaines? Jonathan Gaines comes in, and again, I know, well, Lucita Smith and Marquise Hayes, they were in the NFL last year. Big, big freaking deal. John, John Gaines, number one, was a draft pick of Monty Austin Ford, so he has the leg up. And number two, he played a ton of snaps at UCLA. He is plug and play. He's one of the very few third He's day, not, day, no. day three picks for the Cardinals that can come in, I believe, and play immediately. Frold holds the center. I've been beaten into submission with that. Whatever. Hernandez is a starter. Kelvin Beachev. If uh, no one can look me in the eye right now and tell me DJ Humphreys is going to be healthy to start week one, nobody, nobody can tell me that. You know who the, the Josh Jones on a contract here is not the next in line. If you don't have confidence 
in Paris Johnson Jr. to be the the understudy to DJ Humphreys, then he shouldn't have been the sixth overall pick. Don't throw Josh Jones in my face. That's just dis- Paris Johnson Jr. is going to start left tackle week one. I love your passion. I do. Johnny gets in arguments with himself. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it's you, you can't. I'm, I'm deny. taking it out from the hundred joke. That's yeah, that's my. I, I, I really I, I appreciate your, your passion, but then I look at you know how John Gaines performed against USC, which had a terrible okay. defense, and he couldn't okay. even keep his, his defender in front of him against Chip Detroit. Kelly. Chip Kelly, or Pitt. I'm going. I'm going with uh, struggle against Pitt. Uh, the only good games he had, he had an elite game against the Sun Devils. Hell yeah. But, Sorry, Shane. Uh, but any of the top tier talent in the Pac-12, like Washington struggled. Utah, horrible game. Oregon wasn't that great. I mean, you want to throw this thrust. He had a horrible game against Bowling Green, and you want to play I, him I heard he against Chase Young and uh, Deron Payne and Blatter that Washington Commanders front seven in week one. I just, I don't see I, I am tuning up the machine for K-1 in October. Get your licks in with Clayton Toon or whomever we're going to sacrifice that first month and let those <laughs> rookies learn on the fly. So when Kyler Murray's back, we've got a couple games with Paris, a couple games with John, John Gaines, right? I don't, I don't care to see some of these veterans anymore. I'm over them. Goodbye. That's going to get, that's going to get vet, you know, veteran quarterbacks hurt. And, you know, there's no, there's no chance if if that's the starting offensive line to start the season, I can guarantee it. And you can take this as good or bad, but Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy's wife will not let the, the mother of his children will not let him go out and play behind that offensive line. Coney, everyone has elite games against ASU. Oh man, <laughs> that's rough. Uh, maybe Sounds in the line. Like it's a new day Sounds in like Tempe. Okay. At the, the, yeah. Paris Johnson Jr. He had a good game against you. Triathlon, U of a. He had a decent game against the Wildcats too. Okay, so I'll throw that in there as well. He just plays good football when he gets in the state. How about that? When he sees those colors for those universities, he plays good football. And so he's going to parlay football. that into playing. Okay, it's, it's, sci- it's science, Bo Brock. I just, I, you know, you think DJ Humphries is going to be healthy, ready to go? He was asking why, why play Paris Johnson Jr. at right guard? Because I, I think he has you know three people in front of him that w- if they're healthy between hump beach and jones that those are the better options right now mm. at tackle and but to him for him to get a taste of, of starting and playing and seeing nfl defenses why not get him in there get those reps those live reps against uh, the guard position and you know not not just go in there and and get beat badly you know in the start of his career I'm gonna pull. I'm Shane. Don't producer Shane. Don't kill me. Um, look at this monster right now. I'm not gonna say that that DJ Humphreys can't move, but he can't move like this guy. Go look at the the work that he's done during the off season, the backpedaling that Paris Johnson Jr. does. Like the only reason you're starting DJ is he's more experienced, right? And that matters. But you're doing that at right tackle with Kelvin Beecham. Kelvin Beecham is not right now the 10th of the athlete of Paris Johnson Jr. But I don't, I'm not for putting him at if, right tackle. If, if Paris Johnson Jr. And, and, you know, obviously Gannon will give you the cliche, like everything's a competition. But if he beats out th- these three veterans and he's starting at left tackle, that I am 100% on board with that. That would be a huge win for Monty Osifor, JG, everybody involved as far as the Arizona Cardinals go because he's, he's that good. 
I, there's there's no way John Gaines is making his way onto the starting lineup of this. I, I I mean I agree with this in the chat. I think it was Gary saying he's going to get schooled by Marquise Hayes. Marquise Hayes is, is coming off Marquise the knee injury. He's played at okay. Oklahoma. You know I I mean look at the guard position. How how I mean Lasita Smith, Marquise Hayes. You've got some veterans mix in there that he's going to have to out beat out. I just don't see it happening. There's there's going to be favoritism toward the, these draft picks of this new regime, and I, I I get it. Jalen Blair says I think Johnny's underestimating JG already values Hump. I don't I don't discredit that. I think that's a real thing. I also know like DJ Humphreys is I mean how many years away from probably not playing football anymore? And I think you get into camp and guys are sitting out, guys are missing reps. That was a calling card of the Cliff Kingsbury Steve Kime years. How many times injury report didn't practice today? You know who isn't going to want to see that and then reward them with snaps and starts on Sunday? Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford. Because I, I'm going to double down Libertarian Sasquatch. Why I don't fully believe this. There's some there's some rationale to it, some honesty here. This is a bad football team. Let them get their reps. What like DJ Humphrey's not practicing all week and then thrusting him out there with a bad back is not good for this team long term. And I I I if you're telling me that DJ Humphreys goes through training camp and is healthy and looks the best he looks in five years, that's great. Then you should start him. Does anyone want to put five bucks on that at Ben MGM? Because I'm going to tell you right now, when's the last time that's happened? He was hurt two years ago. He was hurt four years ago, and he was hurt last year. He held out all training camp to get more money and then couldn't play last year. Meanwhile, you took a – this isn't Peter Skaronsky with baby arms playing guard, and this isn't (laughs) Darnell Wright, who's a better right tackle. This is Paris Johnson Jr., the unequivocal best left tackle in this draft. You take a tackle top 10, and unless you've got Trent Williams or somebody holding it down on that left side, you give them every opportunity to play that position. So where you're pushing back on gains, that's more probably wishful thinking on my end because I want to see him play. And I'll get to see him play in the preseason. So I'm with you there. But I, I don't think it's as crazy as it sounds that Paris Johnson Jr. either wins that job outright or because Humphreys just isn't available. When's he available, guys? No one can tell me that definitively. He was awful when they needed him most at the end of 2022 when they desperately needed to win the NFC West. Go, go put the tape on. He missed the Dallas game. Josh Jones played well. He came back against Seattle and got absolutely smoked by a defensive line, oh, by the way, with LJ Collier and company. Humphreys has not played great football in a long, consistently great football. I'm not rewarding that. And the Cardinals are not going to be in the DJ Humphreys business this time next year. You remember who the top tackle in the draft was the previous draft? Last year wasn't a great tackle class. Or no, no, it was it was the Seahawks. No, at NC State. Nicky Aquanu. Yeah. The the kid at NC State stayed in the same state, went to played for the Carolina Panthers. This is a stat line. 13 penalties and allowed six sacks. That's it's not just, terrible. The, the tackle position is wait, what did you say? Six sacks for the year? And he was he was penalized 13 times. Oh, he, they were either the, going backwards penalties. because he gave up a sack or he was getting penalized and they were going backwards even more so. I mean, it's the tackle position is not just like, oh, like how were the how were the tackles for the Seahawks last year? The kid out of Mississippi State. Um Cross. He was a ball, he was a baller. Charles Cross. Charles Cross played for a big boy university. You know who else did? Paris Johnson Jr. I think the I think we overthought it last year with the little, little ACC NC State <laughs> program conversion here. 
SEC, Ohio Charles State. Charles Cross gave up seven sacks last year. Uh, everybody told me how great Charles Cross was last year. And you know who is thankful that they played him? Pete Carroll and company, that they played Charles Cross. And but they, they played look, a late-round pick. You, but you're they making my have point anybody, right now. They've never had, they've never had anybody you're on the offensive my, line Everybody in, bailed in on the Seattle. Seahawks They didn't have year. anybody that, that resembled a DJ Humphreys, a Calvin Beecham, or Josh Jones. You're making my point for me. The Seahawks, everybody thought they were tanking last year. What they do? They played a bunch of rookies, and they were really good. You guys want to hear something I, funny? Okay. I actually bet that Aki Aquanu would go first overall last year uh, because I got some bad information. He was look. He was a riser. He was last year. I mean, he was hundred dollars on BetMGM that he was going to go first. He was overall. somebody that was, was, was I, people were putting him in the top five routinely. He ended up going six overall, and and it was like this guy is a, is a riser because people saw on the tape at NC State playing in the ACC that he was going to be a franchise left tackle and he comes in and it doesn't mean that he can't still be like he could probably still be a solid left tackle. I'll make a bet same, with you right same now. Same thing goes for Cross, but it's going to come with he's going to take his lumps, no doubt about it. And the Arizona Cardinals don't have a, a whole lot of like I I understand that there's like a fine line between, you know, getting young players PT and then being liabilities, right? And and I don't think Paris Johnson's going to be a liability but He's got to be able to beat these guys out and compete. It's got to be close if they're going to make the decision to play him over these guys. You don't just go because you're the sixth overall pick. Yeah, I, but they traded. I mean, they basically gave up a first-round pick to get him. They gave up the 33rd or 34th overall pick, which is basically a first-rounder to go up from 12 to 6 to get him. You don't do that if, I mean, he's not in your immediate plans to play his natural position. I'll make you a bet right now. I'll give you 4-1 to one odds. So 20 bucks, he's starting at left tackle week one, no matter the circumstance. So t- yeah, I pay you out 20 if, if it's anybody but Paris Johnson Jr. You got to pay me 80 bucks if, if it's Paris Johnson Jr. week one against the Washington Commanders. I have to pay you 80 bucks? Yeah, it's four to one odds. Okay, I'll take that bet. You will. Okay, 20 bones, <laughs> four to one odds at 80. Um, I and- still owe Johnny two... Um- Two blooming little, onions. Two blooming onions. But I wish Bet MGM. I wish Bet MGM had blooming onions, and we could just eat pay them. you out. Yeah, we could eat pay those. you out. Blooming onions. I want to cash out this ticket and blooming onions. But we got topic sixty four four ninety nine super chat. Beach him out there like baby Huey. <laughs> you need to be a guard when Josh is going to get an opportunity. Look, if if Paris Johnson Jr. is getting reps at a right guard or right tackle, I'll take it. I. I I do see value in him playing year one, but putting him at, you know, the big boy spot left tackle when you have three tackles with way more experience in front of him, you know, I I just think that that's, that's just smart. That's just a smarter way to go about it. Like there's one thing in getting and seeing uh, live ammo, but there's also potential of developing bad habits because they're so overwhelmed. And I just don't, I think that that's a fine line and it's going to come down to JG and Petsing and, and, and riding that line. So yeah. yes, thank you, Jalen Blair. It was an easy 20 bucks to make. Um, So go put the Georgia tape on. He almost had a 70 PFF grade against what a lot of people think is an NFL defensive line. Um, I thought he was phenomenal that night. I mean, I've watched that game film two or three times over during draft season because of how well he played. And CJ Stroud looked like a completely different player. So, um, yeah, I listen, I, I'm trying to manifest this into reality. Bo's probably right. But I, I think, though, we go through 
the fall. I've seen this narrative with DJ Humphreys before. I didn't, I would have moved him if I could, but like, this is where Austin Ford and you can't blame them. I mean, like they would not have re-signed Jalen Thompson. They would not have re-signed Marcus Golden. They got rid of him. DJ Humphreys got a contract. I mean, we're talking about all these other contracts like Diop and Buddha, but it's, it's these mid-tier contracts, not Humphreys, but some of these other, that are really plaguing them right now that they would love to move off of. I think if they had an opportunity, Bo, to say, DJ, you play elsewhere, we can take all of your salary and exonerate ourselves from it. We don't pay you a dime, and we're going to start Paris Johnson Jr. at left tackle from day one. I think they would do that. I don't think they have any interest in paying DJ Humphreys eight figures a year. I don't, I just don't. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been an eight-figure player. But but they also were interested in bringing back just to to flood the position in numbers, just in case, right? And I think that that's the philosophy of the organization overall. I I, I can appreciate that, and I could remove like I like the idea of of keeping vets in there that have experience, and also drafting guys at premium positions like left tackle with the idea that they're going to hold down that spot for the future. And beyond, I mean that's it's big, but it doesn't mean like, hey, week one he's got to be in there, uh, or he's gonna be a flop or a bust, or it's it's not worth moving from twelve back to six. So, well, but look, I think they're in a decent spot offensive line wise. I know Mike Clay uh, and in some other rankings out there, I can't remember had him like in the twenties. I think that's that's vastly underrated, and that they should maybe be approaching you know top twenty as far as offensive unit, just as far as their depth goes. It's funny because they had Will Hernandez as like a top 40 free agent, and yet the Cardinals bring him back, and they're like, Cardinals are terrible. It's like, <laughs> I would probably put their offensive line unit like 17th. Just Somebody called Paris like Johnson a luxury pick. I mean, because they had, I mean, you know, and it wasn't. I mean, it was, it was a premium position that they're gearing up for the, at the future of the, of the spot. So regardless if, of which direction they go, you know, you hope you just get better play than last year. And, you know, there's, there's a good mix, I think continuity and there's in youth infusion and then just experience i think that monty osford's done a decent job and this is just like the beginning like you know who knows where they fall they they could be have two top five picks you could be eyeing the kid out of notre dame another tackle oh mm-hmm. that that's one of the top tackles in the class and wouldn't go wrong with using one of your first two first round picks on him so it's exciting to think about uh, how about those Chiefs Cardinals? Uh, he's saying Cardinals will get Caleb Williams and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. There's going to be time to talk about all that. We're going to talk about it over the course of the summer into this season. They're going to surprise to uh, Trevor Sikkim on tomorrow from Pro Football Focus. He's joining. He's a draft expert. We'll yeah. see. Who, let's just put him on this. Let's just do a mock draft with him and, and have him make the selection. Perfect. True friend of the program. Uh, <laughs> talk to him at the combine. He's a great guy. Great insight. Does a fantastic job for PFF. Uh, and we will quiz him about Paris Johnson Jr. and where he probably should open up this season. In the meantime, check out gophnx.com. If there's ever been a better time to be a diehard at gophnx.com, I don't know it. Uh, Craig Morgan is your number one go-to source for everything Arizona Coyotes. Gerald Borgay is eloquently breaking down this coaching search for the Phoenix Suns. We've got our guy Howard Balzer, who's been hanging with us, our beat reporter, talking about what's going on with the Redbirds uh, as it relates to this entire offseason. I mean, it's it's been such a busy time for all of these franchises, some good, some bad, but you're going to get it all in one stop shop. 90% of these articles are free, but in the meantime, become a diehard, pick up a free t-shirt or hat when you become a diehard. Discounts, membership perks, yelled us in the uh, Cardinals Discord at, at PHNX, so 
Tons of good stuff, but you got to become a diehard at gophnx.com, Bo. Yeah, we'll end it with this. Mikey Smith in this great chat. Fresh cut Johnny equals the CEO. <laughs> he brought it down. It's, now, it's like now you, Baker. You can't now delete you, this. It lives now forever. You have to, now you have to end this show. Now, <laughs> the CEO this. of sex. Fresh cut Johnny. We can't disagree with that. Love our chat. Everybody crushing in here on a just a <laughs> random Wednesday in May in the football offseason. Thank you Love for you. Uh, subscribing Love to PHNX Sports. Do so if you haven't already. Set yourself up for alerts. Of course, follow us on, on your socials at Johnny Venerable, at Bo Brock, and of course, at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Give our guy Shane Deef a follow as well on Twitter. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. As we said, Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus, talking draft, talking offseason, all things Cardinals with us. We'll talk to you then. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.